When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the round 19 edition of the Half-Backed Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Teams are settling into shape after a pretty chaotic buy and origin period. Makes it all, uh, hopefully, all that bit easier for us to find a few winners for you with the squad settling. Blokes were rested, injured, all sorts of things going on. Uh, to help me talk through it is one of the sharpest minds in rugby league. It's former Canberra Raiders halfback, Sammy Williams. Sam, how are you? Well, good. How are we, boys? Good, mate. And also with me is XTB data analyst, currently head of, head of sports at a sports entertainment company, James Hughes. Husey, how are you? Yeah, great. Thanks, Tim. Boys, a uh, bit of a tough one last week. We'll get into that shortly. On the show today, a recap of last week's results. We'll go to this week's lock of the week, value play and Hail Mary punt. We'll go through our tips for each game with Sam and get his insights on those ones uh, and find out who he likes coming off uh, a few good weeks. Round 18 recap, duck eggs all round. Pretty grim, wasn't complete losses. Sammy's ROI down to 179% for the season, so still a good return there. Husey, 88% for the season. He had his long shot last week, his Hail Mary. Had Sharks head-to-head into Warriors with the line, Manly with the line, and then Melbourne with the line. Three out of four, then the Storm let him down for a big payday there. Uh, Tim still sitting on a duck egg of 0%. The injury gods have not been nice to me. At least that's the excuse I'll use. I did have as my Hail Mary last week. Anytime try scorers of Tui Pilotu, Deloise Hauta, Wanga Blake, and Ryan Pappenhausen at 15-1. to uh, little Pappy got injured about 15 minutes in and absolutely stuffed me on that one. We did have a winner, the half-backed top sports special for the week. Sammy Walker, Mitch Moses and Ruben Garrett combined for 30-plus points at $5. We actually nailed that one before the Manly game kicked off for the week. Uh, Ruben Garrett ended up not goal-kicking due to an injury. Uh, so we did have a return there, which puts the SC Playbook ROI for the season at 191%. Unfortunately, doesn't help my tally. Uh, we also had a punter ride in and say, hey, lads, I put all the boys' Hail Mary punts into a multi, was paying 29k off $10, six of six got up, and then Puppy went down and the storm multi was voided, so he ended up with 600-plus collect. So congrats to that punter. Guys, let's get stuck into a quick topic to start the show this week before we get into our plays for the week. And Husey, uh, you've got a few stats around last season, 2021 being Pretty unprecedented for, for point scoring in there, L. We saw some crazy, crazy blowout score lines. Uh, some information around the, the lines from last year. Yeah, Tim. Uh, look, like, yeah, we all know, I think, if, if you're, you're a punter or just, a, just a, a viewer of the game, that there was 
a lot of points scored um, and a lot a lot of people probably are lining out to, you know, the six-again rule that came into the game and uh, a lot of sin bins as well from high tackles, as I can remember. Um, but what I wanted to look at in terms of uh, the statistics was that in games with a, a strong favourite, so if you think of strong favourite, we're talking games with a, a line of minus 10.5 or more, the minus actually won 60% of the time. That's, yeah, pretty unprecedented. Uh, this season, though, we're only seeing a uh, the minus winning 43% of the time. So the tides have come back. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts, boys, because, you know, is this all about the teams adapting, the lower teams adapting and being able to understand the game a bit more and play that quicker football? Or is it the referees have uh, kind of adjusted to the pace of the game and, and letting people in the ruck a little bit more, uh, being a bit more lenient there? Um, or is it a combo of both or something else? So just quickly on that before we uh, get Sam's thoughts, which is what people are tuning in for in this one, I'm sure, not mine, but I had a, a massive collect the first sort of two, two and a half months of the NRL last season because of these new new ruck interpretations and how free-flowing the game was, particularly in favour of the heavily favoured side, Bookie's got the lines so far wrong. In these really one-sided contests, they'd have 10, 12-point lines for the game, and Penrith would say go and blow out the Titans by about 40 or 50 points. They were belting the lines. It took them from memory about up to the origin period to sort of work out these lines and get them closer to the mark. Sam, what do you put it down to in that last year the Lions were, were such blowouts and this year they're getting back to, as Jimmy said, probably a bit more competitive games and we're not seeing the massive blowout score lines? Yeah, look, from my point of view, boys, I think um, this is where we all think a little bit differently, but um, you blokes are looking at it from a, from a numbers perspective and um, rule interpretations. For me... Um, it was the fact that the competition was moved and the places the games were played and the circumstances of which the competition was played in. I think we found within early within the season, um, you could see who was going to be the, the teams who were going to play finals football. We, we at the Raiders were a team that was on the brink, so we were there on the edge of the eight. But So we always had something to play for. But there was teams who'd been moved away and moved from, um, from Sydney and Melbourne and different areas and the sides that probably had less to play for, they weren't seeing their family and they weren't seeing, um, you know, the, the, the week to week. Maybe one week you play away, um, you find a way to get up for the away game, but the next week you're playing at home in front of your, in front of your family and friends um, and you're always going to get up for that sort of game. Whereas if you're playing away every single week without that stability of, of your home life and your uh, being away to get away from football, I think some teams found it really hard to continue to get up for games, whereas the sides who were at the, the top end of the table had so much to play for, needing to finish on the ladder. So I just feel like last year was such an anomaly in terms of where the, where the competition was, the circumstances, um, the styles of football, that some teams, you know, it became Queensland football. Um, some teams, you know, might not have uh, built a team around that. It's a, um, there was a, so many factors that no one could predict and... Uh, to me, that, that was the biggest factor behind any reason why there were such big blowouts. Just one more on that, Sam. There, do you think Lord PVL, Peter Verlandes, who's uh, done some wonderful things for the game in recent years, he the product has been really good for a couple of years now. It did get a little bit out of hand in 2021 with the blowout scorelines, a few relatively boring matches uh, due to the lack of competitiveness. 
there are a few li- minor tweaks to to the probably more the interpretations of the six agains and and a few little rule tweaks um, around referees and around the ruck this season. I think from Valandis trying to to bridge the gap between these massive score lines. Do you think that's affected the the tighter contest this season? Yeah, uh, I do, and I actually think that they've got it pretty pretty good at the moment. I actually don't mind where it's all sits sits. I hate seeing penalties penalties decide games, and I still feel uh, feels though referees are programmed to blow penalties at certain points of a game. If the away team kicks away to a twelve point lead, you can effectively find a penalty in every single tackle or every single offside nearly through the whole game. I'm a big believer in letting the game flow and, and don't be too nitpicking. So if we we remove the six again rule, I think we end up with too many penalties. I love seeing a game where there's very little penalties and you let the players decide it. And I think Origin's always always the, um, the point where you go, well, there was a few penalties, let the game go. How good was that? So I think where the game's at at the moment and where the rules are is pretty good. Um, I know there was a big big moment there a few weeks ago that Ricky Stewart um, came out and spoke about. Uh, I think the referees still have to be able to say that was deliberate, that's a penalty, because if you're going to deliberately give it away, there has to be a bigger deterrent than six again. But I think where the game's at and where the teams have adapted now, uh, once again, that rule was brought in so quickly. Uh, teams have prepared over, over the whole summer for a certain style of football, a certain squad, and then to change these rules so quickly, it just made... You know, made it very hard for a, t- a team to be able to adapt. So I think that the where the game's at now and where the rules are is pretty good. I don't think there needs to be massive changes, but I certainly feel clubs have adapted. For a bloke, a part of the uh, the 2019 NRL uh, Canberra Raiders squad, uh, it's a fair push for free-flying footy and the six-again rule after that bloody grand final debacle. Uh, guys, we are exclusively using top sport markets this season. Big fans of their value, especially their same-game multi which is comfortably the best in the industry where their odds actually add up. Uh, I nailed actually a $58 same-game multi in the Rabbitohs' dogs on the weekend. Needed Latrell to complete it. It was all anytime try scorers. Came up with that freak try on the weekend for a nice little $580 payout. Uh, if only that was a part of my punting plays, would be miles ahead. Uh, when you're sitting on 0%, you have to give yourself a plug wherever you can because I'm battling otherwise. If you are keen to follow us and choose to link up, use the special code SC Playbook when signing up. Uh, and, of course, if you are 18-plus only, gamble responsibly if you do follow along. Boys, let's get stuck into our punts for the week. As always, $100 kitty, lock of the week, value bet of the week, Hail Mary of the week, split into a $50, $30, and $20 bet. Sam, I'll start with you, mate, your lock of the week. Yeah, and I deserve every bit of this. Last week, I went against <laughs> the Raiders giving away the line. It serves <laughs> myself right. Um, I couldn't be more disappointed in myself. It's the only one, the only game that I got wrong last week, and I would have had back-to-back picking the round. So I was extremely disappointed in myself, and I deserve everything I got. <laughs> so this week, I've swung it around. I'm giving the Raiders are giving away ten and a half at a dollar ninety against the Warriors. Now, I think that the Raiders have so much to play for. The season's on the line. These next couple of weeks, there's games that they should be winning, playing at home. I think that giving away the 10.5, uh, bouncing off last week's win, rugby league's a confidence game. Uh, everything's there in place for them. I know there's a couple of players that, that they're missing, um, but I don't feel as though it'll matter. I think the Raiders will turn it on, giving away the 10.5 start, and yeah, hopefully I can make amends for going against my beloved Raiders. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed on that one. Uh, to be fair, that that Storm game, we we're all I'm a Raiders fan, and 
and I was uh, on Melbourne on that one. That Storm game absolutely killed all, I think, most of our punting plays. Hughesy, what's your lock of the week? Uh, my lock, guys, is going to be the Tigers plus 19.5 at $1.95. Uh, based on what we kind of just talked about, um, those big minuses are not getting up nearly as much this year. Um, so I'm going for the Tigers to with a good, healthy 19.5 to chase down, uh, to cover. Uh, you know, Ruben Cotter's out as well. I know Nofaluma's out, but hopefully uh, that can be covered and, yeah, the Tigers can get me home. I have a feeling, mate, David Nofaluma extended bench for the Tigers. He, he, oh, is he? He's right. on the extended, so is Jimmy the Jet. Not sure if that'll make a difference, but... Uh, uh, and the uh, the elusive Jock Madden as well on the extended. So who know, knows who's going to come into that side? What's um, happening? <laughs> not happening. I've gone. I need to go a little bit more than a dollar ninety, sort of two dollar pop for for the weekend in my lock of the week. So I've got some money to claw back as we round out the uh, the back end of the rugby league season. Manly giving away three and a half line against the Dragons at Oaky Jubilee. And I've also got Penrith to cover the 12-and-a-half line against the Sharks, uh, as well as the Sharks are going. I think a full-strength Penrith in Penrith are going to be absolutely fired up for that one. So my $50 drops on that one. Sam, your value bet of the week? Yeah, my value bet, I think the first two weeks, um, as I said earlier, I've only missed the one game when tipping the tipping the team. So I've gone with an all-up. I've gone the Storm to win, the Eels to win, the Panthers to win the Raiders to win, and Manly to win. That's at $7.24. So that's my all up. I feel as though let's stick with those teams to win. Um, not get too fancy. All up, $7.24. That's my um, my play for the week. Nice, mate. I'll, uh, I'll give you a few more on those games when we get to your tips. Uh, and again, the in the game analysis at the end of the podcast, Hughes are your value better of the week. Uh, could be a bit of repetition for me this week. Last week I went for the Titans in a same game multi. Um, they they played well enough. They almost scored mm-hmm. at the death there to actually win it. But um, I'm actually going to do that again. Um, same game multi. The Titans against the Doggies. Titans to win into Adokar to score any time. Uh, I think that right edge defence could be uh, lacking um, Brisbane scored a few points down that side. Um, so I think Addo scored a score, score a try, but Titans to win the game is my same game multi at $5.85. Husey, for your, uh, for your play to, as a bit of a look ahead, should Josh, Josh Addo Carr get ruled out? He's got a glute uh, concern. Would you like the replacement left edge winger to come in or would you like to drop Addo Carr out of that same gamer? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> not quite, you put me on the spot not, there, not mate. I think Fox standard, I'll, are they? Yeah, I'll, you know what? If I, if that was to occur, I'm going to actually go back to the exact same bet as last week. I'm going to put Brimson in um, and and ride the gauntlet with that one. Like it, mate. We'll uh, we'll adjust that accordingly. If the fox misses out, my value bet of the week. Uh, one leg short on my same game multi last week. Old Mitchy Moses couldn't get across the stripe, unfortunately. Cowboys 13+, plus, so going not completely against Tuesday on that game, but I do think the Cows will absolutely tower them up. Uh, Kyle Felt and Murray Tower-Lungy to score tries, along with Scotty Drinkwater. That is paying $5.40. I was pretty keen to throw in the centres for a little bit of value, but 
They score a lot of their tries through cut balls off drink water, the cows. So uh, keen to avoid the centres in that game and go with the wingers. That is paying $5.40. Uh, I think that could be a shellacking up in Townsville. One of the few dry games of the week as well, particularly when you're putting these same-game multis together and putting in multiple or numerous anytime try scorers. I think doing it in wet weather games is always a bit of a concern. Uh, Sam, just quickly on that, keen to get your thoughts. Wet weather games in the past, and I mean sort of multiple years back, really sort of low point scoring games. Uh, ball control was a lot more off. What's changed in recent years? Because we're still seeing in like even particularly very wet weather games, we're still seeing some decent score lines and some free flying football, some good ball movement. Uh, are teams getting better? Is it the quality of the balls in these conditions getting better? How do you see it? Uh, yeah, I think that the balls, you know, they've they've certainly come a long way since the back in, back in the day when um, you know the old leather balls and trying to trying to move that. But since then, I don't think that the balls changed a lot over the last sort of fifteen twenty mm. years. I think they're they're still the exact same. So I don't feel as though that's the case. Uh, it's probably just the way sport in general goes. I think you're starting to see whether it be uh, be cricket or, or rugby league or whatever it is, I think players are just starting to back themselves more often and prepared to back their skills. Uh, that that thought of, of error uh, probably has left their mind like it probably once did. Mm. Um, so I feel as though teams are moving it. And some teams are just becoming, you know, uh, like I've, I've seen the Sharks play wet weather football this year at times and they've moved the ball just so well. Uh Opposition teams will think, all right, it's wet. Let's really tighten up. If they want to go around us, go around us. I think sides are just saying, all right, bring it on. Let's mm. we'll move you. We'll go around you. We'll take the meters on the edge. Um, it's going to be a lot easier than trying to punch through that wall all night. So I think you're just seeing a, a change in mindset more than anything. Yeah, I know. Uh, looking through super coach coloured lenses here, used to be a cardinal sin, uh, skippering particularly playmakers in wet weather games. Nowadays, it just doesn't really matter, particularly like Nico Hines. He grows another leg when his hair's dripping wet. So uh, very interesting to get your thoughts on that one. Moving on to our Hail Marys for the week. Sam, what have you got? We need to land a big one. All right. This week I've gone a four-person anytime try scorer in the Manly and St. George game. I've gone Cody Ramsey and Fagai to score. I've gone Ruben Garrick and Tua Pilotu to score. So the reasons behind that, I think that Ramsey and Fagai will, they're going to target Manly's right edge. Uh, I think Garrick and Tuapalotu are going to target St. George's right edge. I've been through this with the Dragons last week, why I think Ben Hunt's such a fantastic defender. Why would you target his edge as opposed to a rookie on the other? And also with Manly, I think um, Kieran Foran, I spoke about Jack White and being probably the best Defensive five eight in the comp. Well, throw Kieran Foran in there too because he's unbelievably tough and a wonderful defender. So why would you target there? I feel as though that Manly a lot of the time, Daly Cherry Evans, um, he can get caught up in that lead runner, um, and Manly's systems are designed around that. He he stays quite tight to his back rower. He covers his back row, and often you'll see uh, the Manly outside backs jam, uh, and then Foran will work. Um, Daly Cherry Evans will work really hard along with his fullback to get him behind the line and become that second defensive line. Uh, he does that fantastically, but there is opportunities if you can tie him up. So I feel there might be a bit of room on the edges. And I also feel 
Kieran Foran is um, so brilliant at going deep, deep into the line, and he fixes the uh, the halfback really tight with a with a nice little block play um, on the centre where where they tie up the opposition centre, leave a two-on-one with a fullback, a winger out the back. Mm. So I feel so he does that probably as, as good as anyone in the game. So for me, that's where they're going to – both sides are going to target. That all up is at $23. Uh, reined it in a fraction this week. Uh, but uh, $23 Hail Mary, if you're going to begrudge me for that, then uh, you need to get a life. <laughs> hey, just on DCE defensively, I've been pretty vocal for a while now about – I think he's quite a poor defender, not physically in terms of his contact. His contact is fine with uh, when he is in the defensive line, but his reads are quite poor. You mentioned how he does put a lot of pressure on his outside defenders. We saw that in game one and two. There was a lot of tries through him. There was that game against Melbourne a couple of weeks back where there were several tries through him. And it's been the same for a while. And you mentioned how he stays quite tight with his back rower. It's an up-and-in defensive style. I'm a little surprised, Sam, that, for something that I believe hasn't worked for a long time for that edge, why have Manly not uh, tried to go with, you know, maybe more of an up-and-out defensive style um, a la Melbourne Storm? I know that's easier said than done and it comes down a lot to the forward pack, but we saw last year when Manly were dominating games and scoring a lot of points. Uh, they seem very set in their ways around structuring that that edge defence around DCE and staying tight and up and in. Yeah, look, I think the big one is it's a, it's a Des Hasler style of defence. He... Um, we think Bulldogs, when he was there, Manly before he left, I think that Des Hasler has always had that defensive style. He's, he's aggressive. Um, he doesn't want to let the opposition dictate. And I guess it's there's been times where it's been really effective. Um, it, you, know, you look at Des's record over the years, it's hard to argue that, um, you know, that it can't work and get a team to the big game. So... That's probably a big one. He's probably a little bit reluctant. Uh, it's also hard. Daly Cherry Evans has been uh, around the game for so long that he, that he's defended a certain way. You can't just click your fingers and try and change the system. So I, I just don't think it's probably worth it for them at this stage. Maybe it's you know maybe it's the setup play. Maybe the the um, opposition are, are getting a little bit of momentum in that play the ball, which isn't giving the edge defenders as much of a chance as that as they would like. I, I haven't sat down and done the, the nitty-gritty detail to it. But I, th- I feel as though that, that might, might be playing a, a part in it as well. But in answer to your question, I just feel that uh, it's probably a big stretch to try and change it now. Um, they've done it for so long and Des likes it. It, c- it can definitely rattle playmakers in the opposition and, and be really frustrating to attack against. So there's certainly times where it, where it works really, really well and sometimes you're going to get found out. But... Like all defensive systems, there's pros and cons. Without going off on too big a tangent uh, from our tips for the week, just a quick one. As a bloke who who copped a lot uh, of defence sent at you off the back of probably being one of the smaller halves in the competition, and for that reason you said before, often your half on the other other side of the field was Jack Whiten, who uh, no one in their right mind would run at, generally speaking. Did you have a preference between an up-and-in or an up-and-out defence? Um, I think that it... it can be horses for courses, depending on what team you play against. Some teams will play quite deep. Uh, some teams will get really deep into the line and you, you, you can go and land on the pass and it's a lot easier. Uh, some teams, if they play early and, and they try and outstrip you, then if you've got good inside support, that you can cover that you can cover that quite easily. So I think for myself, it was a matter of what team we were playing mm. and 
we would sit down and have a real think about who we were playing and the style of football that they like to play. And once again, as you said, look, if you've got an edge like a Kieran Fawn or a Jack Whiten, you, you're always going to target the the other edge. So if you get 20, 20 um, shapes thrown at you throughout the game and you, you concede one of them, well, it looks like a you know it's a it's a poor day, but in fact you you might have had a really good day defensively as an edge. Uh, it meant that no one else had to make any tackles, and and that's been your game. So, yeah, it does change week to week. Yeah, Husey, your hail mary for the week. <clears throat> uh, my hail mary, I'm going to go Souths uh, a multi. Sorry, uh, Souths at two dollars against Melbourne uh, with Papa out. I think Souths are on the way up. Uh, I'll take that into Raiders thirteen and a half. I agree with Sam's earlier sentiments. Uh, I think they're they're just going to be too good in there. They're, they're uh, looking for opportunities to get into the finals. Um, I'm going to go against you, Timmy, with your manly bet. I'm going to go for St George plus three and a half. Usually, I wouldn't take a three and a half because it sits right on that awkward spot of a four point try. But um, with Jake out, uh, I'm going to go with. St. George, and then I'll roll that into the Titans plus uh, plus four against the Dogs. I know I, I, I kind of like the Titans. Um, if I don't get my value better the week, hopefully they cover the line and I can get my uh, uh, my Hail Mary. So that's me. And that price is 14.80 all up. Very good, mate. Very different minds, you and I, Husey. I actually, I don't have it in my bets, but I was very tempted to throw the Melbourne line in that one. But uh, they've been a little bit shaky and God knows what the Bunnies are going to throw up at the moment. Real test for them this week. Can't wait to see uh, if they are have turned a corner or if it's just been a soft couple of weeks. Yeah, Not- it's got to be tough to see Melbourne, uh, you know, you haven't probably seen Melbourne lose like three, yeah. on the, three or four on the trot. Like it's uh, unprecedented territory, but uh, yeah, South is my go. I yeah, think. that was my thinking. Bellyache is going to have them fired up, although we said that last week. But the might of the Raiders. Look at us all backtracking here. Uh, my Hail Mary for the week. Eddie Lee to score a try. David Fafita to score a try. Stephen Crichton to score a try. That's at $21.29. I won't go into detail on all of them, although Eddie Lee, I think, is a left winger at the night. Left side is Caelan Ponga's strong side very comfortably, particularly his right-to-left passing game and just footwork. It is also suited to him. So Eddie Lee's at something like 220 or 230 to score a try against the Roosters, who are missing a lot of uh, key names in that side. I think that's a fantastic bet. Probably should have made it my lock, but if he can get over the stripe for my Hail Mary at 21-29 there, we'll be laughing. Guys, just a quick note, we uh, we are trying to, as a Thursday morning podcast, we'll try and avoid that Thursday night game when we can, unless we really like a play in it. Just give you another full day to listen to the podcast before bets are impacted uh, in any way, shape or form. Guys, the Halfback Podcast is brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. SC Playbook listeners will be familiar with those boys. Absolute legends. They're experts in all types of home, commercial and car loans. So whether you're a local or living interstate and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase the lowest rate for your refinance, give the fellas a call on 02-9521-1611 today and mention SC Playbook for a free tailored expert advice session they're also on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice, and you can flick them a message there. Sam, let's jump into your NRL tips for the week before we wrap things up for the Round 19 edition of the podcast. Uh, and we'll, we'll start with tonight's game, and that is the Eels and the Broncos at Combank Stadium. Who do you like? 
a big game for both sides in terms of credibility. We spoke about Parramatta needing to, to beat some of the lesser sides. Now, this game tonight is going to show exactly where they're at, uh, as, long, as well as the Broncos, who have had a wonderful season, but... Um, I think this is the this is the time the good sides start showing what they're made of. So um, I'm I'm going to go Parramatta. I think uh, just at home they're just they've got too much to play for um, in front of their own fans, and I, I feel as though that they're uh, they know how to play there at uh, Combank Stadium. It's a it's a different surface to a, to a few <coughs> play, places they've been, and uh, I just reckon they're too good. Yeah, they go another leg at Combank. Uh, the Dragons and the Seagulls at Jubilee Stadium. Yeah, look at another one that that both sides have got so much to play for, and that's the good part of this year. You, you see uh, teams who you can't afford to be dropping games. Um, I, I've gone with Manly. I, I think they'll I think they'll be too good for the Dragons at the moment. Um, on the back of their halves pairing of Foran and Cherry Evans, I think we saw daily how good he was. In origin, in, in terms of managing a game, and I, I still feel as though he's he's still um, you know such a quality player, and he has been for a long time. So on the back of those two, I'm going Manly. Newcastle Knights v Sydney Roosters at McDonald Jones Stadium in Newey. Yeah, look, I think that's one of those games. Uh, I think the <coughs> Roosters showed a lot of good signs last week. Uh, the, the, obviously, scoring the amount of points they did. Shows where they're at with the ball, uh, but I just feel as though defensively at the moment they're probably a little bit off the pace. I think they're they're still conceding too many points, um, so I do feel as though the um, the Knights might have some points in them. Uh, but at the Roosters, I, I can't go against them. I still feel as though the quality is still there, and the and the coaching uh, setup they've got there is really good as well. So the Roosters for me. Quick one on the Roosters, Sam. Really struggling to find their their best balance. Probably among their spine, there we know that it takes new look spines a bit of time to come together. So Luke Keary and Sammy Walker first season together this year. Uh, there's been a few outs that, particularly Keary with his concussion issues. Why do you think it's taken them so long? I, I thought by sort of round nine, ten they would have started clicking, but hasn't quite happened. We saw Joey Martin who slot in at five eight there last week and absolutely killed it. He moves back to centre this week. Yeah, it's probably just some of those um, the changes that they've had throughout the season around. Around the styles of play, I think you'll find that the Walker and Kyrie, they like to move the ball. Uh, they've got really good kicking games, whereas we all know Joey Manu is such a good ball runner. That that changes your dynamics of that combination so, so, so much. Uh, so I think that's probably something something in it. But, yeah, just been one of those seasons where they just haven't been able to find any continuity and try and get that consistency within their team. And I, I agree, normally they probably start to gel a lot earlier than what they have, but I'm also not prepared to write a team like that off just yet. I still feel as though once this pointy end of this season comes around, I think you'll see, I'll see you'll find the, the good sides really step up. Very good. Uh, Raiders and Warriors at Jerio Stadium. We know you've tipped the Raiders in that one. Panthers and Sharks at Bluebet in Penrith. Yeah, I've gone Penrith. I, I feel as though they're, their halves in particular, once again, it's such a key position on the field and we've spoken a lot about it about them this week and we can probably let it rest a little bit next week. But uh, their halves coming back after an origin loss, they're, they've just got so much to prove. They're back at home. I feel as though they're, they've had some players that have been doing a lot of work and trying, um, trying to work through a few different things as well um, over, the, over the origin period. So they'll be up for it, I think. 
uh, you know, Cronulla's probably overs at the $4 mark, but I, I, I just think Penrith at home's too good. Next up, Rabdos versus Storm, Acor Stadium in Sydney, Sam. Yeah, yeah, you go into a Melbourne change rooms after losing three straight and uh, tell me that you're uh, not going <clears> to <throat> go out there and have a dig. Um, I actually feel as though the first 20 minutes of against the Raiders on the weekend, I know Pappy was at fullback, but uh, I'll tell you what, that's as, that's as good a 20-minute um, period without scoring a lot of points as I've seen. I, they just started so fast, Melbourne. They were there was a few line breaks. Uh, Munster looked brilliant. I, I think that they they really could have put a lot of points on if it came off that that start. So I feel the fabric's there, and I feel as though the points are there. Uh, it's just about tightening up a few different areas that that Bellyache no doubt will do. So I'm on the storm. I actually. I do agree. I think the Rabbits are, are certainly on the up. And I've mentioned over the last few weeks that the Latrell coming back into the side and he, he'll be really up for this game as well. It's uh, against one of the top sides. So I've got no doubt he'll be up for a big one. But I just feel as though Melbourne, they're, um, they've got so much to prove. And, and I'm I'm staying strong with these sides who I believe have got good quality and good systems in place that they'll turn it around. I'm still on the Melbourne bandwagon. I still feel as though they can um, they can turn it around and I'm going to go with them to beat the Bunnies. Yep, nice. Uh, Pappenhausen and Munster in the first 10, 15 minutes of that game combining would just terrifying. They couldn't tackle Munster. Pappy was off his hip every time. He had two line breaks in the first 15 minutes before getting injured. So a huge, huge impact on that game. We'll be interested to see how they adapt without little Pappy in that one. Uh, interesting game here, Sam. Bulldogs and Titans, Combank Stadium in Sydney on Sunday at 2 o'clock. Who do you like? What what what, what makes an interesting game, do you think? Uh, that I own Dave for feeding <laughs> Supercoach. <laughs> <laughs> um, As a pod, yeah. Well, to be honest, it's not an interesting game, mate. Um, Dogs and Titans, uh, and uh, a couple of cellar dwellers. I think it's more about uh, about them trying to sort of show some ticker and um, show their fans what they're all about. You know, the the dogs have showed some moments. Uh, look, I probably I probably go the dogs uh, playing at home. They've they've had some moments. They've got a lot to prove going forward. Um, so yeah, as I said, it's not an interesting game, but the dogs for me. Speak for yourself, mate. This is why everyone needs to get into Supercoach. There's a a diehard Zach Docker Clay owner out there who can't wait for this outing. He's got Docker Clay at zero percent ownership, ready to go on a tear. Uh, moving on from that one to I don't know if you don't like that game, Sam. We don't know about this one. The Cowboys and the Tigers up in Townsville. The Cowboys in this one are a dollar eight. So one of them all one sided games we've seen all season. The line is nineteen and a half, as Hughesy alluded to before. Um, maybe brave man to go against the Cowboys here. Yeah, I think the the Cowboys are just going to be too um, too powerful and too strong. They'll knock down that Tigers front front wall and just roll through them. So you know, I can see where, why the odds are like that. And yeah, you'd be a brave man to go against them. So Cowboys for me. Guys, the SC Playbook special for the week, the unique market only available on Top Sport. It's actually the uh, the halfback special I think we're going up as this week. Probably makes a little bit more sense. Last week, Walker, Garrick, Moses to combine for 30-plus points. Did it within two games. Sammy Walker went nuts. Uh, $5 that paid this week. We've got four hookers to score tries. So they're starting number nines in the game. Uh, that's at $5 from, the, from all eight games this round. Did this about a month back, and the reason being around a lot of there's a lot of games in around the Sydney and Greater Sydney region this weekend. Uh, wet weather predicted. 
did this about a month or so back when there was a heap of rain, same bet, and we covered the hookers' tries within about three games because it was all that tighter footy, less expansive, and they went nuts. So um, hopefully they can deliver for us again. Guys, just a reminder, if you are keen to follow us and choose to link up, use the special code SC Playbook when you sign up to Top Sport. Uh, and I think that's about it for today. Sam, thank you. Thank you, boys. And Husey. Cheers. Always a pleasure, guys. Righto, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.